Hello, this is the Baltic Reports, presented to you by journalists from Estonia, Latvia, and Lithuania with Fixers.press. We are local journalists gathering main news stories from each Baltic country every week so that you would get hands-on information straight from the region. My name is Anne Udr and I will guide you through the main news from the last week of October. As the climate crisis intensifies, politicians around the world have become very good at giving environment-friendly promises. Yet another such declaration was made this week. Estonian, Latvian and Lithuanian environmental ministers stated that they support the EU climate policy. At the same time, they used the opportunity to ask for more money from the EU. They emphasized that the EU should consider the economic and social needs of Baltic economies that are highly dependent on carbon. For example, the Union should fund additional measures to create jobs. All the Baltic countries are moving towards carbon neutrality, but the changes need new sources of financing, Estonia's Minister of Environment, Tereine Koch, said. At the same time, Estonia has one of the highest CO2 emissions per capita in the world and ironically planning to build a government-supported oil pre-refining plant on top of that. None of the Baltic environmental ministers proposed any concrete plans or ideas on how to achieve climate neutrality in the region. This week in Latvia. Latvia's doctors and nurses will protest on November 7th because of low salaries and the protest will take place by the parliament Saima. Largest hospitals in Riga and elsewhere in the country have expressed their support and hundreds of medical workers are expected to attend. Dozens of appointments have been cancelled or rescheduled because of this, but emergency medical services won't be affected by the protest. All of this is happening because in accordance with the current legislation, the government was supposed to provide 100 million euros in the next year's budget for raising medical workers' wages in 2020. Instead, the allocation has been reduced to 43 million euros. If the government still refuses to hear the medics' demands after the protests and do not provide the required financing in the next year's budget, the Trade Union of Health and Social Care Employees of Latvia has threatened to launch a petition calling for the dissolution of the parliament. The president of Latvia and the prime minister have both agreed to hold talks with the medical organizations ahead of the protest to try to find a common ground. Latvia spends 3% less of its GDP on healthcare compared to the average spending in Europe, and every fifth Latvian medical student continues their profession in other countries with better pay, work environment and professional growth conditions. The Latvian Ministry of Foreign Affairs has blacklisted the Russian chanson singer Grigory Leps and therefore denied him entry to the country. The announcement came from the Foreign Minister Edgar Srinkevich on Twitter. The minister said he based his decision on the evaluation of the state security service and the immigration law. No further comments were given, but the practice of including Russia's citizens in the blacklist is nothing new to Latvia. Performers who have been banned from entering the Baltic country include Josef Kobzon, Oleg Gazmanov and Anna Pirfilova, better known as Valeria. They were not welcome for comments they made about Ukraine. Grigory Leps was also included in a blacklist in 2013 by the U.S. Department of Treasury. In May this year, Leps was denied entry to Lithuania and last year was not allowed into Israel. In 2016, the U.K. did not issue him an artist visa. Along with five others, the U.S. banned him from entering the country in 2013 for alleged links to a mafia clan called the Brothers Group. 
The Brothers Circle is a criminal group composed of leaders and senior members of several Euro-Asian criminal groups that are largely based in the countries of the former Soviet Union, but which can also operate in Europe, the Middle East, Africa and Latin America. Earlier this year, in summer, after Lepsis concert in Latvia, the Minister of Justice Jans Bordans was perplexed how a person who was close to the President of Russia, Vladimir Putin, and Russian criminal circles was even let into the country. This week in Lithuania The European Parliament will have to decide whether to defend Lithuanian judges against Kremlin's revenge for sentencing Soviet criminals. In January 1991, 14 peaceful demonstrators were killed and hundreds were wounded when the Soviet troops attacked peaceful demonstration in Vilnius. Lithuanian prosecutors were investigating the atrocities for almost three decades and endured many obstacles. Most of the witnesses were hiding in Russia. The public personalities, among them the former USSR leader Mikhail Gorbachev, refused to testify. Only five of the almost 300 legal assistance requests sent to Moscow were partially executed. Despite all this, in March 2019, Vilnius Regional Court convicted a total of 67 Russian, Belarusian and Ukrainian citizens of war crimes and crimes against humanity. The former Soviet Defense Minister Dmitry Yazo was sentenced in absentia to 10 years in prison. After the verdict was announced, Russian Investigative Committee, the institution known to perform Kremlin's requests, opened the criminal investigation against four Lithuanian judges as retaliation. Lithuanian officials are initiating a resolution at the EP to condemn Russia's actions against the judges in this high-profile case. The European Parliament's Committee on Legal Affairs is to consider Lithuania's appeal during the upcoming session on November 7. A group of police officers in the second biggest Lithuanian city, Kaunas, are under investigation over international fraud. It all started in the beginning of October when a high-ranking police officer, Donatas Karalukas, was arrested under suspicion of taking bribes. Since then, five more people have been detained, more than a dozen people announced suspects, including foreign citizens. The Lithuania's police commissioner-general chose to suspend Kaunas' police chief from his duties. Until today, pre-trial investigation undercovered the scheme of using forged documents to acquire various goods abroad. The group of the police officers was backing the organized crime selling these mostly copycat or stolen goods, including alcoholic beverages, car parts and luxurious cosmetics. The Lithuanian Criminal Police Bureau is pursuing the investigation in cooperation with the French, Spanish, Belgian, Danish and German law enforcement officials. This is the first time when a high-ranking Lithuanian police officers are accused of being a part of international criminal group. This week in Estonia An American filmmaker and feminist Mary Cross lied to the Estonian police. She claimed that she had been attacked on the beach in Tallinn in November 2018 while walking her dog. Cross said the two men had thrown rocks at her and the dog and insulted her. What makes this case especially important is that Cross claimed that these alleged attackers wore the Conservative Party ECRE symbols. She gave that testimony just four months before the Estonia's parliamentary elections making national news. Mary Cross is a wife of Estonia's member of parliament Erik Nilas Cross, who belongs to Reform Party, the main opposing force to ECRE. The police investigation this summer showed that Mary Cross had given false statements. She hadn't even been on the beach at the time of the so-called attack. 
The investigation against her was then started, but this week the court decided to stop it due to lack of public interest and because Cross had expressed a regret. She will have to pay 3,000 euros as a punishment, but ECRA members and supporters are criticizing the court's decision. They are saying that this Cross's story was an information campaign to influence the elections and that she shouldn't get away with it that easily. The Reform Party has distanced themselves from this case. 19 journalists and editors of Estonia's oldest newspaper Postimes forced their editor-in-chief Peter Helm to resign on Friday, November the 1st. They gave him an ultimatum and said that either Helme will have to go or they will resign. Postimes staff accused their now previous editor-in-chief of censoring their opinion pieces. Postimes has seen turbulent times lately. It made a loss of 9 million euros last year. On top of all the problems they faced and despite the strong resistance from the newsroom, the company announced this week that it will sell ads on Russian TV channels in Estonia. One of them is the Russian-language channel Pirvi Baltiski Kanal. Previously, post-image journalists have written that this channel's content is Russia's propaganda. At the same time, the head of Postimez board, Andrus Rautsov, said that the deal with the Russian TV channels was purely to make more money and will not influence the newspaper's content. Postimez used to be one of the most respected newspapers in Estonia with the highest standards of journalism ethics. Under the new owner, Margus Lindemai, this has changed. The past few years, the journalist's freedom has become increasingly restricted. Most of the previous heads of departments and the best journalists have left Postimez by now. These were the main news stories from the Baltics on the last week of October 2019. If you have any suggestions or tips, don't hesitate to reach out to us through team at fixers.press. Thank you for listening. Until next week.